Hey there to all my listeners tuning in. Welcome to Fractured Poet, a podcast for all of you poetically insane individuals who love getting lost in the art of poetry. Podcasting from Ontario, California, I am your host, Katrina Wisniewski, just another person in the world obsessed with words, striving to make sense of it all. So today's episode, I am working off of no script. This was a totally impromptu episode that I kind of pulled together last second. And I have, as I speak, like a line of Word documents at the bottom of my desktop ready to read to you with absolutely no script at all. So I am winging what I'm saying right now. I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. So this episode is pretty much an episode of random poetry. Not necessarily themed any particular way or another, just totally random poetry. And I have no idea what I'm going to say. So we'll see where it goes. So this first poem I'm going to read does not have a title. And here it is. As the moments pass her by, she yearns for the answers, questioning her motives, confused by her surroundings. When will things be okay? Her reflection reveals her numbness. As the tears wander, she hopes for the best, unaware of what is next. Her smile holds not an ounce of happiness, putting up a front, pretending everything is okay. Her dreams appear to be shattered, constant obstacles render, creeping through the darkness. How will she return to the life she once knew? So this poem was written on December 3rd, 2013. I am not really sure what exactly this poem is about. All I can think of is, as I have said many times before, I have a lot of things going on in my life or not going on in my life. And I tend to write about those moments or feelings or emotions or situations, however you want to word them. And I guess this could be a poem about myself and about how I was feeling at that moment. There are a lot of questions that I yearn answers for, and I haven't been able to find those answers. There have been so many things going on in my life where it has put me in this stuck position, feeling lost and not knowing where to go, not knowing where I fit in, just everything about me. I start to question things, you know, not only myself, but everything in my life down to the physical aspects of myself. So I, I guess this is what I was referring to when I wrote this. Her smiles hold not an ounce of happiness. Sometimes I feel that way. You know, I'm smiling, you know, I'm hanging out with people acting like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm happy. You know, I'm chill with where I'm at in life. And really that's not, that's not what I feel inside. 
I can sit here and put up a friend and pretend that everything is okay, as the poem says, and everything's not okay. You know, people ask you, oh, you know, how are you doing? You know, how are things? How's life? You know, what what are you doing? And you you tend to make a habit of saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm great. I'm fine. You know, things are good. Yeah, you know, the family's good. You know, whatever, whatever. And you're not okay because you don't want to damper the mood or, you know, in my situation, I feel like things are never okay. So if people keep asking me that, oh, you know, things are pretty shitty, you know, same shit, different day type of stuff. And, you know, people don't want to hear that all the time. Some people, they can ask you, it's just a question to ask. Sometimes they're not genuine about the questions that they ask you. They don't really give a shit about what you're going through. So, and with me, it's, I don't know, always, there's always something wrong in my life. There's something going on all the time. And it's always the same story. So I don't really like to relay that message to people all the time. You know, well, she's always got something going on. You know, what else is new? So I put up a front. And, you know, the things that I consider to be dreams have been shattered one way or another. No matter how how strongly I pursue them or not. Things always seem to get in the way. And you know, the obstacles and always having my head in the darkness sometimes, not literally, but, you know, my mind goes to pretty dark places sometimes. So, you know, the question at the end of the poem, how will she return to the life she once knew? And to be honest, I don't even know what life was like before all of this life-like adult stuff took place because I guess I was too young to actually pay attention. But yeah, enough about all of that junk. I guess that's pretty much what I was referring to in this poem. You know, I, I question things a lot. I I can't ask a question or have questions pile up in my head and not have answers for them. It's it's very irritating. I have to have answers to questions. It just a question lingering with no answer is is really it's frustrating. So again, I guess my assumption is that's where I was going with this poem. So I guess that's that. So let's move on to the next poem. This one also does not have a title. And I don't think the ones that I chose for this episode, I don't think any of them have titles, so kind of work with me here. So, I will read the second poem. Eyes burning red, I blow away this cloud of cancer to beg and plea, failing to get my point across. Asking what the count was, he glances at me, no answer. Tired of watching the flames flicker. Shame. It's his loss. Two weeks was his deadline. Being the voice of reason, is he even listening? There he sits, stunned, mourning over the results. He stares at me. Tears drop. Please spare me the insults. I wrote this poem back in 2015. 
And I honestly don't know where my thoughts were when I wrote this. I don't even know if I had anything in particular in my head when I wrote this poem. Um, this is actually kind of a darkish poem. I'm trying to figure out what what the topic was in this poem because I really don't know. I sitting here trying to think about it and nothing comes to mind. I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking. And I don't know if I should continue on and just talk gibberish trying to figure it out as I'm talking. And I don't think it's going to work. But um, yeah, so maybe I'll just move on to the next one. I apologize. Again, this one does not have a title. Why can't they see? I only mean well. Kind of over it. But what am I supposed to do? Guilty of many things. Being sarcastic and blunt. To name a couple. Does this mean I don't care? My tone is not to your liking. Like you. I can't help it. But I guess it is what it is. It's cool. I'll shut up now. This poem was written on January 21st of 2017, and this could kind of again be a, a personal poem coming from experiences I deal with on the daily, I guess you can say. This poem is about me being the sarcastic, straightforward, blunt, as the poem puts it, person that I am. I tend to not have any filters, and I know that it could be very dangerous to have a personality like that. I'm very straightforward. I have no filter. I don't sugarcoat things. So when someone asks for my opinion, you better be prepared to hear what you don't want to hear, because that's just me. I have, you know, grown up to be the person that I am for many reasons. I I don't like liars. I don't like people telling me things that'll make me feel better when really they're bullshitting and they're sugarcoating things. And my mouth, my straightforwardness, sarcasm does kind of get me into iffy situations at times. And I know the poem was talking about a specific situation in my life and I don't remember the details at this time but I do know that I was kind of venting off steam with this poem you know the sarcasm that I have the straightforwardness the telling it how it is type of attitude that I have people don't seem to understand that I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm not trying to be insensitive. And as much as I try to not come off that way, it's it's inevitable, I guess you can say. I get criticized a lot for my certain aspects of my personality being sarcastic, blunt, and straightforward is one of many. But being this way doesn't mean that I don't care. 
I, the things that I say are very sincere. They may not be as sensitive and, you know, Brady Bunch-like, you know, hugs and smiles and, you know, I love yous all around the table. When I say things, I do mean it with every ounce of sincerity that I can possibly shoot out there. I just, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, sit someone down and say, listen, honey, you know, this is, you know, I I love you and this and this and that. I'm just going to like, look, bitch, you know, this is how it's going to be. And I'm sorry that you don't like what I'm going to hear, but this is how, this is how it is. And that's the type of person that I am. I'm not going to sit you down and give you, you know, a cup of ice cream or, you know, a piece of pie and sit here and blow sunshine up your ass. That's just not who I am. So I guess this is what the poem is about. And because a lot of people don't like what I say and don't like to listen to what I say when it comes to me being sarcastic, I I kind of take the hint sometimes. Sometimes I blow it off and I just run my mouth and keep going anyway. But like the end of the poem says... But I guess it is what it is. It's cool. I'll shut up now. That's basically how I am. You know, if you don't want to listen to what I'm saying and take with what I'm, you know, with what I'm saying is, you know, serious shit, then fine. You know, I'll just sit back and watch you fall and watch things unravel. And, and, you know, it's cool. I'll shut up now. So that's pretty much what that is, I guess. Like I said, I know this related to a specific situation and I don't remember at the moment and even if I did I probably wouldn't give much detail anyway but yeah this is pretty much a poem about me and my frustration and how people misinterpret my sarcasm and bluntness and straightforwardness as something negative when it's really not so yeah there it goes But I will, again, move on to the next poem that probably doesn't have a title either. So, here it goes. Stuck. The feeling you get after staring at a math equation for hours and still unable to solve the damn thing. Stuck. The way someone looks at you after being caught doing something wrong, scrambling for the perfect explanation stuck. Realizing you are dating two people at the same time and you have fallen for both of them, unaware of which one to choose. Stuck. The way I feel when I look around and notice that I am not moving anymore, unaware of how to get out of life's trap, scared out of my wits. I am in a deep, deep hole, watching myself scratch my way to the top only to be pushed down that much deeper. I can feel my lungs constrict as I scream from the bottom up. I can feel my mouth opening wide, but I cannot hear my screams. Have I gone deaf? Am I still alive? Why do I feel so stuck? Okay, so I lied. Um, I guess I can title this poem as Stuck, since the first four verses were starting with Stuck. But I wrote this poem in June of 2017, June 12th to be exact. And again, I don't think this pertained to any specific 
situation or event. It could have just been some of my thoughts wiggled in with random words. Um, like I said, I think it was the poem before. No, two poems ago that sometimes I feel stuck in life where I like I'm in quicksand and I don't know where to go and I'm just stuck and I have no way out. Maybe I had that in my head when I wrote this poem and kind of explaining the the many versions and definitions of stuck, you know, being stuck on a a math equation you have no idea how to solve, you're you're stumped. Um being stuck as in, you know, you're caught doing something that you weren't supposed to do and now you have to try and figure out a way to get yourself out of it. Or stuck as in, you know, I've never experienced this or even done it, but, you know, dating two different people and you like both of them and you don't know which one to choose, you know, that kind of stuck or stuck as in what I had just said um, a few seconds ago about, you know, being stuck in life, I'm not moving anymore, you're stuck in life's trap and you don't know how to get out of it, that kind of stuck. So basically, I guess the first four stanzas were kind of explaining my many versions of being stuck. And, you know, being in a deep, deep hole and watching myself, you know, sink farther down. And I guess you can kind of say this is a personal poem. And it relates to me in a lot of different ways. Because like I said, there have been many times, more often than not, maybe even constant, continuous times where I feel stuck in life, where I don't know where to go. I, you know, think I have it figured out and I don't. And I'm right back to square one or negative one or however you want to phrase it. But just trying to scratch my way out and, you know, I'm, I'm losing the strength to get myself out of this deep hole that I'm in, whatever that is. So the question at the end of the poem, why do I feel so stuck? Is a question I am always asking myself, why do I feel so stuck? Why am I stuck? What am I missing? What what do I need to do? What What should I not do? So I guess you can kind of dub it as that and that's that. So I will Move on to the next poem. As I hear his voice, I cannot help but close my eyes and listen closely. His words are gentle and soothing, taking me to a place unknown, searching for a reason, an answer that takes me into his arms, whispering those sweet words, hypnotized by the sound of his voice unable to concentrate on anything else, slipping away as this deep sleep sensation takes over. I am not ready to go, just one more time, if I only had one more chance. This poem was written on June 15th of 2017, and I don't know where I got the idea for this poem. This actually sounds like a really sad poem. It honestly sounds like, you know, not me, but the person being portrayed in this poem 
it sounds like he or she is in the midst of passing away or knows that they're going to. I guess this is a, you know, if I only had one more chance as the last line of the poem states type of poem, you know, wishing that you had one more day or one more minute or, you know, one more chance to hear a certain person's voice. And I think this could be interpreted as a poem to make the reader see that life is often many times taken for granted. We take advantage of so many things and people in our life that we don't realize that within a split second we can lose everything and anybody that clo- that's close to us. And again, I don't I don't believe I was specifically talking to anyone in particular. If I was, I honestly cannot remember. Like I said, this entire episode is impromptu with no script. So I'm going off of whatever the fuck comes out of my mouth right now. And I have not had time to sit here and read the poem once or twice and really reflect, okay, what did I mean when I said this? Or even typing it out and like, oh shit, this is what I meant. And just go on after that. I am going off of a limb here. I have no idea what I'm saying is just coming out. So with this poem, I honestly don't know. I don't think I was talking about anything in particular or talking about anyone specifically. But offhand, after reading this for the first time, I don't know how long, I'm going to say that this poem is probably a don't take things for granted. Don't take your life for granted. Don't Don't take advantage of, you know, certain things or people in your life because you never know what's going to happen. So, and again, there's no title for this one. Um, I'll have to probably go back and figure out a title. So with that, I guess I'll move on to the next one. Fuck this world and the people in it. Fake cries and empty smiles. So fucking pathetic. Fuck the media and their irrelevant stories. Picking and choosing what to air. Because after all, what bleeds, leads. Okay, so I didn't really prepare you for that because I was not. I'm just randomly picking Word documents at the bottom of my desktop. So I lied. This poem actually does have a title. It's called Flush the World. This was a massively revised poem. I wanted to read the original, but I think considering the time and maybe even not in current events, I don't know if I would even read it out loud to anybody because it's um, very inappropriate and a little out there. And because of the sensitivity level going on in society today, I don't really need to get anyone you know, up in a frenzy or anything like that. So this is massively revised and kind of sort of sugar-coated in some way or another. But yeah, I, again, I don't know where, what, where I was going and what my idea was for this poem. Fuck the world, I guess. I don't know. But, um, Whatever was going on in the world at that moment, I don't even know when I rewrote this poem, so I couldn't even tell you when 
it was in the last few years, but there was something going on. I do remember, and I don't remember what in particular, but it triggered me to write this poem. And this is what came out. Um, and I guess it could kind of be relevant even today. Like there is so much shit going on in the world today. So many sensitive people, so many people that just have like a bug up their ass and have to start shit for no reason. So I guess, you know, you can kind of relate that to this poem. Maybe that's what this poem is about. There's no specific definition or right or wrong definition for this poem. Um... I don't think that there's a a certain story behind this poem because it really isn't. It was just a random poem. And like I said, I don't know if I'm brave enough to read the original because I mean even I reading it, it's it doesn't offend me, but I know it could offend a lot of people and could start a lot of shit and I don't want it to go there and it could even put you know, my podcast in jeopardy for whatever reason. And hopefully this version doesn't do that. But yeah, this is, I I wanted to read this poem and I hesitated a lot. And during this episode, before I started recording this, I was just pulling up randoms and this is what came up. So this is literally impromptu random poetry pop-up. So I apologize for no warning in advance that this is a little, you know, explicit, I guess you can say. But yeah, this one does have a title. Like I said, it's called Flush the World. And that was that. So um, moving on to the next one, I guess. To want what you can't have. To want something you shouldn't have. Life is filled with wanting dreams. Close your eyes. Imagine the sun coming over the horizon, the darkened moon shining through the bright stars. It all seems like a fairy tale. To love is such a bittersweet love, falling for the one you consider worthy, falling too deep and lose the only way back to reality. Wanting to want, having to want, wanting to unwant, wanting to undream my dreams. So this one was actually written on that note app that at least iPhone users have on their phones. And I don't even know when this poem was written. It was a while ago, probably mid-2000s, maybe. Um, I don't even know what my idea was for this. I don't think there was anything in particular I was writing about. It was just probably one of those many moments where I had a, a sentence or a line or a phrase or something pop up in my head, and that's where it went. Um I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense. You know, reading this again, I don't even know if it makes sense. I could rewrite it and see where it goes. But yeah, that's kind of where this poem went. I guess it's talking about, you know, wanting something that you can't have. You know, again, like stuck, there's a lot of, a lot of definitions for want. 
And I'm not really sure how to explain that. But like I said, with the palm stuck, um, there's a lot of ways you can define stuck. Whether it's a physical stuck, a mental stuck, an emotional stuck, there are so many versions of stuck. And I think that kind of goes with the word want. There are so many ways to define and use the word want. And I, like I said, I think that's where I was going with this poem. And I can't really explain anything else other than that because it's not about anything specific. It was just a random poetry, right? So, yeah. Um, I will move on to actually the last poem I have lined up for this episode. And I don't believe this one has a title. So, here's the last poem of the episode. I love the way you look when you get out of the shower. I love it when you wear your hat backwards. I love the sound of your voice when you say my name. I love the way your hands feel as they touch my skin. I love the way you look at me when we kiss. I love it when your fingers run through my hair. I love the feeling of your bare skin while I'm laying next to you. I love the way you love me because it's the way I love you. Okay, so that was a little sentimental, touchy-feely, you know, lovey-dovey type of poem. Um, Again, this one did not have a title, but I wrote this on May 12th of 2016. And I think you can kind of guess the person I was referring to in this poem. It's my amazingly hot fiancé. At this point, I don't know if it's husband yet, but if not, my fiancé. Just, I had told him one of these things and I like you know I I might write a poem about that so I kind of reflected on a bunch of things that I love about him one of you know a few but I mean there's so many more so that's kind of where I went with this poem this was a a very I guess you can call sensitive lovey-dovey romantic like love-ish poem that I kind of went with. This was another random poem, but again, it did have an idea. I had said one of the things that I mentioned in the poem to my fiance, and I decided to go with it. I sat there and I actually reflected on some things that I love about him. And rather than making it a complete novel of things I love about him, I named a few and I made it into a poem. So there's that. And there's really not much else I can say about this poem. So I will end the episode here. Pardon the clicks in between if you heard that I'm trying to, like I said, I did not prepare this episode very effectively. So I'm clicking things to get back so I can read my my normal outro phrases. So with all of that, that will conclude the show. And to those of you who are always tuning in, I cannot thank you guys enough for listening and keep listening. And I'm hoping this episode did not kill it for you because it was not very well organized. Um, At least on my end, it doesn't seem that way. 
And even to those who are just joining in, I promise you my episodes are a lot more organized and a lot more detailed out in terms of script and whatnot. So please don't judge me. But thank you anyway for joining in. If this is your first episode, please go back and listen to the beginning and, you know, knock yourself out. I hope you guys liked what you heard today and tune in next time. You can catch this and future episodes at anchor.fm forward slash fractured poet. And if you guys haven't figured out already, I am also on Spotify and I believe, um, I honestly, I don't even know how many outlets I have going on right now. Maybe even um, the iTunes, the podcast for Apple or whatever it's called. But look up Fractured Poet Podcast and I'm sure I'll pop up wherever I'm located at. This episode of Fractured Poet was written and produced by me, Katrina Wisniewski. Music by Alternative Rock Volume 1 and Rock Electronica Volume 4 from freeplaymusic.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Fractured Poet. And as always, thanks for listening and until next time.